0: my friends. It's Havala Cunnington and this is the Havilah Cunnington podcast. I'm so excited that you are listening today and it has been a good and really full season. You know, I am sitting in the parking lot of Costco waiting for Costco to open up. I've had a full week of teaching and Sometimes when I'm working on one or two projects at the same time, I feel like I can get really overwhelmed uh, because I, it's hard for me to turn my head off I'm thinking of like one thing and then I'm trying to bounce at the other thing. But I'm still, maybe I get really inspired and I'm writing a message or I'm thinking about uh, creating something. And then all of a sudden I have to think about something else. And so sometimes I can get uh, a little overwhelmed, not because of the workload, but just because of the way that my mind works. Is there anybody else out there that gets stuck in that creative mode? And so this week has been full. Um, I'm in the process of working on my January Bible study. And we have gone to work, um, you know, just kind of thinking about thoughts of where people are at and reading your emails, reading your comments, uh, obviously traveling and listening to uh, just what's going on in your lives. Um, And I landed on a few things and began to write and study the word around it. And then I'd run it by somebody and uh, somebody I trusted and then they would say, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know if that's really you. And I would, oh, in the creative process of it, go back to the drawing board and pray about it again. And for those of you that know me, uh, I like to get up early and study. You know, I have four kids. I've got a busy life. I also work uh, a other job. Um, And so a lot of that is already kind of genetically engineered, you know, is your life genetically engineered where I have school and carpool, I've got meetings that are already arranged and I have to get to those things. And so when it comes to writing, when it comes to studying, when it comes to uh, just having some alone and quiet time, I have to have that and that is happens early in the morning so uh, I don't have to set my alarm anymore but I'll get up at maybe three or four in the morning and I'll sit for a couple hours in my silence of my house with my cup of coffee. And I'll begin to write and plan and listen for the Holy Spirit to speak to me. So I've been kind of doing that. And I think I've landed on the topic. But I don't want to give it to you because I'm afraid that you're going to get excited about it. And then something's going to change. So uh, once I start, I think in the next 30 days, it will be solidified. I'll pop it up on my social media. And then you'll realize, like, okay, she's serious about this. Um, And I'm really excited. There's so many things we're planning uh, and developing. Um, that you guys are going to get. I mean, it's just going to be really, really, really good. You guys, I really can't wait. But anyway, all that to say, um, I was thinking about our series and this core value and living out of our hearts, not living out of the, the, uh, urgent, not living out of things that are coming at us, but living from the inside out. And I've been thinking about all of this and realizing that if it wasn't for my core values, Uh, I would be totally overwhelmed. I would feel depressed because I was behind. I would feel as if I was failing in every area uh, because I I know that I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing because I wouldn't have any good self-care. But my ability to be obedient by taking care of myself well allows me to have this uh, mental and emotional uh margin in my life and that i really feel good about my life where i am even though i know i may not be doing it perfectly like we talked about it's good enough for the season i am so here is my tool today here is one of my core values here's something that's really helped me in my life in living well and that is i really work hard at not filling in facts about people's lives or about things that I've heard, and this is kind of where it all began many years ago. I went into my counselor's office, and I told her, "Listen, I'm really struggling. Uh, I'm overwhelmed because there were years ago I I made some decisions, and if I had made it, if I had made this decision, my life would have turned out like this. And if I had done this, it would have happened. This would have planned. You know, this would have happened, and I may not be struggling where I am today. And I was really, really." Just in this uh, rock and a hard place. Have you ever been there where you're like in this rock, uh, in between this rock and a hard place where you, you feel like if you had made this decision years ago, life would have been different. If this person would have decided to do this in your world, then you would have ended up better or things would have turned out maybe a little bit sweeter and the the counselor lovingly looked at me and she said, have a do you maybe do you realize that you might be filling in facts about what happened or what could have happened? Do you think maybe you filled in the facts in a good way that you assume that if that person or that situation or that opportunity would have happened, then everything would have turned out better? That you assume that because... This didn't happen. These struggles came your way. But instead, maybe you would allow yourself permission to realize that all of that may have not turned out perfectly and that life happens, the good and the bad, and that all of this happened for a reason. And that day, I remember taking a really deep breath and giving myself permission To no longer fill in facts about my story or other people's story, but to realize that what's in front of me was reality and the information that was coming at me was all that I had. And so now I really work hard at only uh, honoring the reality that's in front of me. So if there's a moment where I begin to say, oh, I wish I had, and I could have done, and this could have happened, I begin to say, "Havale, are you filling in facts? Are you adding to the story? Uh, you only have the tools that you were given, and at this point, you're not an expert in your life. You are a student. You're learning. So give yourself permission to be on this journey, and you only have what you have today. It really, really helped me. I learned that uh, the Lord is going to show me where I need to go. And I'm not uh, I'm not held to a standard of perfection because I didn't know what was in front of me or what was coming. So take a deep breath. You're on a journey as well. Learn uh, as you go and be a really good student. If there's a lesson you're learning today, then lean into the lesson and really learn. Learn from that lesson and say, you know what? Whatever the fact is. Uh, I didn't know that years ago. I didn't know that that was going to happen. And now I know, now I know, and what I know now, I can move on today. Release the past, receive the future, And embrace the present. I hope that helps you today. It really helps me. Um, I love all of you. I'm so glad that you're listening to me. My goal is to just help you wherever you are. I'm on the journey too. There is no secret handshake to living this life that God's called us to. It's simply listening to the Holy Spirit. Being available to His presence. And being obedient to exactly the very thing He's asking us to do. Now we're going to tune into radical growth. We've been on this amazing journey on building this vibrant life. Don't worry, you're not doing anything wrong. You're just tuning in to this journey, that, this Bible study that we did uh, a season ago. Uh, we're going to tune into this, and I'll catch you on the other side. Hi, I'm Havilah Cunnington, and this is 30 Days of Radical Growth. We are on the final day of our week two and today is day 10. It's called the sifter. I want you to kind of settle in for a minute because I'm going to need to take a little bit of time to talk about this today because I don't want you to be confused, but I want you to understand that this is a real truth and um, that this is going to probably help a lot of you wherever, whatever season you're in. Um, you know, I love this quote. It says, the world is all the richer for having the, the a devil in it for as long as we keep him Keep our feet under his neck. And that's the truth. Uh, when we talk about the enemy, which we will today, I want you to know a few things. He's under our feet, so he has absolutely no power over our lives. Unless, number two, unless we give it to him. So we can mess with him. He'll mess with us. But at the end of the day, if he we, we don't have to participate with him because he's not our Lord. He's not over us. And he has no power. But what we do know is that he thinks the earth is his and anybody on the earth he thinks is his. So he will contend to convert us. And we need to be aware of that. And we need to be very, the Bible says to be wise as serpents, like which means we need to be aware of what's going on, but that he is under our feet. I want to talk a little bit about that. Uh, It's impossible to take our development, to talk about development without understanding that there are seasons in which We are sifted. What does this even mean if the seed is perfect and the soil is developed and the time for the sun to reach the seed is given? We still experience seasons that are unlike any other. We can experience a shaking that is not related to personal decisions or human activity. We don't understand, we don't always understand why some things um, like this happen to us. Uh, when we're doing everything right. Have you ever had a season like that? When you're doing everything right, you've you let the seed go in, you've checked your heart, you've spent time in his presence, you've um, kept everything going, and yet it just feels like everything is coming against you. Well, that's what we're talking about. Uh, it's uh, The first we know is that the devil can't steal from us. Uh, steal from us, he will try and get us to give it up to him. So we do know that the enemy doesn't have the power to come in and take our joy, take our peace, take our faith, but he will try to wear us out in such a way that we'll just finally give it up to him and say, I'm I'm done. I'll give it up. I'm done fighting the, this fight, this good fight of faith. And so we have to be aware of of the weariness that we're experiencing. Many times it's at those hard moments in life that shake us to the point where we surrender to the enemy. It's often the confusion that sets into our hearts. I love the phrase that says, God will oftentimes offend our minds to reveal our hearts. It's very true. When there's moments when we're offended and we feel like what's going on or we're confused, we get to see what's really on the inside of us. Uh, Jesus explains in the book of Luke, this exact thing happened to Peter. It says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift all of this all of you as wheat but i have prayed for you simon that your faith may not fail and when you have turned back strengthen your brothers which means even peter had a moment when he said listen you're going to be shaken you're going to be shook but don't i'm praying that your faith won't fail you that the, what you built will not fall apart the word sift in the greek means an inward agitation to one's faith to the verge of over thrown so, meaning, it's literally like you're on the verge, you're on this cliff of knowing, do I really believe what I've been given? Do I Can I really stand? I feel like I'm being shaken in such a way that I'm about to let go of something. I'm about to, I can't hold on to anything anymore. And it's that moment when we really know, are we holding on to it tight enough, or is it? do we, did we really not hold it at all? Um, and I understand that. I understand that thought of, I don't know if I can hold on to this truth or my faith. And he's saying, that's time of, of sifting that can shake us to the core and we will experience that. There's a story in the Bible that even Job experienced and we learned that he had this beautiful family and all this money and this beautiful home and he was well known and well liked and well loved. And the enemy came to God and said, can I, can I sift him? Can I, can I shake him? And God said, yes. And Job lost it all. And his friends even said, would you just curse God and die? And Job said, I won't. And what we do know is that God gave him back everything. Uh, but it wasn't because of his heart that he was sifted. It was because God allowed it to see what was on the inside of him. And, you know, I find many times until we experience, it, experience something hard, we don't really know what we believe. I remember my first year of marriage, We've had our first big fight, yes, one of those discussions. I wanted to know, are we gonna be okay? And what I learned was that once we were okay, once we worked it out, we we fought it out and then worked it out. I found that I grew confidence in our marriage that we were gonna be okay even when we faced hard times. And that's what it looks that's what spiritual maturity looks like in our lives. And we can go through trials and tribulations and hard things, and yet we aren't shaken. Now it doesn't mean that we don't we don't experience sadness and tears and pain. And, and we say, God, we use change this? There's not, that doesn't mean you lack faith. It's just an honest approach to saying, but I'm still going to trust you, God, in the midst of this is really the essence of faith in us. So we come to a crisis and we know that God will walk us through. And once we know, listen, once you've gone through something really hard, life-changing, life-altering, and you're able to walk through it with God, No one can take that from you. That's truth. That's your truth. That's your reality. And you get to walk that out with Him. Your morning meditation comes from Psalms 23. You don't have to turn there, uh, but I want you to, when I'm done, to turn there and read it. It says, Even though I walk the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I love how David says that, like, even though I'm going to walk through the valley of the shadow of death, most of us will walk through moments that are very hard. We're not going to fear. I love a phrase that we've been saying in our community lately, which is we say no to fear and yes to love. We say yes to love and no to fear, and we kind of have said that over and over, and that's your daytime dare today. I want you in the midst, one moment when you feel fear, whether it's my my relationship's going to break down, or I can't pay that bill, or nobody likes me, or whatever that lie is, or even a real fear, I, I don't have the money for that. I want you to, under your breath, with faith, say, I say no to fear and yes to love. I say no to the fear that wants to entrap me and paralyze me, and I say yes to the love of the Father that created me and knew me from the beginning and is still holding me now. Um, Lastly, your evening reflection. I want you to ask yourself, did you get a chance to say yes to love today? Did you expose fear for what it is, a faith drainer? Take a moment and celebrate your progress. This week you learned about the sower, the seed, the soil, the sun, and the sifter. Ask God to allow those foundational beliefs to go into you to become part of your theology, and thank Him for what an incredible week that you've had. Take a moment, worship Him, thank Him, journal your thoughts, understand growth is a slow process, but you know what? No one got there quickly. Everyone, it takes time. And I'm just so excited you're with me. I bless your journey, and I will see you next week. Well, that's Radical Growth for today. Thank you for listening. And if you want to find me in other places, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and the new Periscope. You can also check out habillacunnington.com for all other updates. Have a great day. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time.